Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, falling for the Big Ten is not going to be the easiest thing for lifelong Pacific Northwest sports fans, but it must be done. And the man who wrote about that at his website, i5corridor.com, along with many other great articles that you can find, is our good friend Tyson Alger on Twitter, at Tyson Alger. And he joins us now, the creator, editor, lead writer, i5corridor.com. Good morning, Tyson. Nice to have you back on the radio program. Uh, what have you made of the 2024 recruiting cycle? I, you may not be the biggest recruiting guy, but Oregon being number three certainly is something we're not used to seeing. They've been good. Being number three behind Bama and Georgia is uh, kind of a next-level moment for them, is it not? Do we have him there, or? Uh, Swag, are you not there, or? (laughs) Hello? Am I all alone here? Uh, You got anybody? Uh, Yeah? Hello? Hello? Ah, we weren't turning you up for some reason. Um, <laughs> did you hear my question? That was the weirdest I, I, start to an interview I've ever had in my life. I, I I did hear the question, and let me tell you what my answer was eloquent, and I don't know if I can <laughs> I don't know if I can quite repeat it. Um, but, uh, that's but, it, you know what? It's okay, Tyson. I I didn't hear anything, and then I look up, and Swag is not in the room. I'm not sure <laughs> if we're even back yet. I was very confused. I'm sorry about that. What was your answer to what Dan Lanning is doing right now in recruiting? Yeah, you know, it it was one thing when Mario Cristobal was in Eugene and the Ducks started to kind of consistently establish like those top 10 classes, but it was always kind of peaking around that seven, six-ish position. And so you kind of wondered what Oregon would become when you infuse kind of the, the Big Ten stability behind it. And I mean, I, you know... I, I knew this was kind of what Dan Lanning was good at, and this is the type of staff he assembled, and they, they have a very um, uh, progressive NIL uh, collective going as well. But for them to be right behind Alabama, you know, number three in the country is quite something. And, you know, I, I go back to Dan Lanning's uh, introductory press conference where he was like, you know what, we are going to win every recruiting battle in the state of Idaho. And, uh, <laughs> and then that's where they pulled the five-star kid from this weekend, which is just kind of uh, a funny example of, of the battles they're winning, winning because that's that was a, a Gatlin Bear. He was uh, he was down to Oregon and Michigan, and he picks Oregon, and you know it's just a, another kind of rich for the for the Ducks to have going into the next uh, era here. Yeah, it's it's a great name for a recruiting standpoint to have a Gatlin Bear in your recruiting class. But I, I want to ask you, not this isn't to suggest 
the power play or the power dynamics in Eugene, but I, when, when the Pac-12 was crumbling, I mean, we were live on the air in the middle of all of it. Like, oh, it looks like they're going to agree to this. And then, like, an hour later, nope, they're all bailing. They're going to the Big Ten. The conference is dead. How, how pivotal or important, not that Mullins doesn't have the experience for it or anybody running the athletic department or university itself, how pivotal was Dan Lanning's voice, you think, is saying, no, 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 we got to go to that conference. This one now, as it currently exists, does not make sense for us. We have to go. How pivotal do you think Lanning's voice was in some of those conversations? Oh, I, I think it certainly helped. I, I mean, he's he's the one that's having to compete and compare himself against the teams in those other conferences. Um, nothing against Oregon State, but I, I just think the battles that the Ducks were in were just a little bit different. And, and so I, I think, you know, having to go out recruiting and, and defend what the Pac-12's Pac position was um, against everything Ohio State had going for it, against everything Alabama had going for it, against all the teams that Oregon's going to be judged against. I'm sure Dan Lanning was a hundred percent champion. Let's, let's get to the big 10. Like, like let's be on the same equal playing field. I, I think that's the big thing for the ducks is they believe that if they're on an equal playing field, that they can compete or, or beat anybody. And right now, since that ascension to the big 10, we're kind of seeing that on the recruiting trail. Like it's, it's insane that they're number one in the big, big 10 in recruiting right now, especially when you kind of, look at the history of how Oregon's recruited. I know it's been, you know, the the main thing since Cristobal took over, but this is like a seven year transform transformation into the absolute national recruiting power that the Ducks have done and now they're competing and beating the, the teams on the biggest stage for it. Tyson Aldridge is our guest here. I five corridor dot com. I dash five corridor dot com is where you can find his website. He's on Twitter at Tyson Alger. Yeah, I talked with a guy from On3 earlier this morning, Jesse Simonton. He had the story on Chip Kelly and UCLA basically being in a loveless, sexless marriage that's just they're forcing themselves to stay in. And I think anybody that's been in that situation in real life realizes how miserable that is. And so UCLA is in a really down spot. Many people wondering about Lincoln Riley. We don't know what the Pac-2's future is now that the SEC and Big Ten are merging. What is Tyson Alger, a guy who has been covering college football for, for quite a long time and now running his own website, what do you make of the conference realignment as it's all unfolded the last, like, seven to eight months? Well, you know how I said I was pretty eloquent earlier? Um, my answer for this one is it still just sucks, man. Like, I, <laughs> like I, this week we started kind of promoting – positive stories about why you should be looking forward to the big 10, because obviously it's the new future for Oregon. And I think there are some absolute great things for the ducks to look forward to, but has a hole in college sports. I mean, I, I still don't enjoy this. I don't think this is great for the longevity of, of the game. I think it's going to be really good for the teams that are really rich. And I think that list is going to continue to narrow down until I mean, every t every time it seems like it gets stable, it just seems like it unstabilizes and then it, it thins down and the money just keeps going to the top. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fake empathy and, oh, we feel sorry for this school and this school and this school and we're going to miss this rivalry and that rivalry. But then they keep destroying them. And so, you know, as somebody whose website really kind of focuses on the storytelling and history and, and kind of the, the people aspect of sports. Like I, I still don't like this. Like I still think there's going to be some great stories to tell. And that doesn't mean like the futures of either of these programs is, is are done or there's no more 
stories there, but it just, it just sucks. It sucks, man. It, it sucks. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I, I think that's well put. I think a lot of people feel that same thing. You know, if you and me can, if we can piece together like $253 million, you and I could buy the athletic department. You know that, you know, that's a possibility, right? You know, I think if you and I could piece together two hundred and three hundred million dollars, um, let's just like buy Hawaii or, or you know an island or something and get out of this industry. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a bad idea, actually. Relaxing on a beach, we'll be Andy Dufresne and and Red. That'll be us. We'll just be salvaging boats and living in Mexico, enjoying tacos and margaritas. Uh, you you're also doing an exceptional job covering hoops. Oregon State does the prototypical Oregon State hoops thing. They win two big games, and rah, rah, they're back. And then they go to UCLA. They hang, but they lose. And then they get their asses handed to them by USC, who at that point was the worst team record-wise in the conference. I think I think Beaver fan is moving past the season. I think the season's done for them. I think many of it's baseball season in Corvallis. What do you make of Oregon? Kind of an interesting team. I think they're good, but then they they lose that game to UCLA. I know they got delayed by a Biden motorcade here, but what do you make of Oregon? They're still near the top of the conference, but the conference also feels very mediocre. Yeah, it's it's a weird Oregon season because I I feel like there was a fair amount of goodwill in the non-conference when they had all those injuries again, but then they were winning um, especially games that they probably you know would have had excuses to lose, and I, I think there's just been such a a down in, in basketball in Eugene for the last few years that everyone's kind of wanting to give Altman the benefit of the doubt just to see if there's any magic left there. But they got most of their roster healthy now, at least, you know, they haven't followed Dante back. They have Nate Biddle back. And it really seems like it's kind of, I don't know if they, if that's just having two seven footers back has, has completely changed their flow, but it's just been very inconsistent basketball the last couple of weeks. And you know, losing to that UCLA team, that's a tricky one because Polly's a p- tough place to play. There was the Biden motorcade thing. There's the fact that it's still UCLA and there's talent there, but that's that's a loss that's really hurtful to them for, you know, an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, you're kind of looking at this thing. There's a month left to play. Altman's going to have to pull off one of his kind of Altman magic runs to, to, to make the tournament here, whether it's winning kind of out in the regular season or putting together a run in the tournament. And just with the consistency that they've shown, I don't know if that's likely. And if that's the case, you're kind of staring down three straight seasons of NCAA tournament misses. That's coupled with the struggles of the women's team. Like it's, it's, it, it feels like this is kind of make or break time for him because especially as you're moving into the big 10, like Altman 64, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just I, I still think he's a really good coach. I think he's one of the better coaches in college basketball. I just don't know if it's working <laughs> right now. And um, well, let, let me let me take that back. I I I think this is the time where he's got to prove that it's working because you know Oregon, as you see with the success that they're having on the football field, like this is this is too good of a program right now to have two basketball teams that are consistently missing the tournament. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, let me let me ask you on that, because he seemed, I can't remember if it was two years ago or three, it's it's somewhere in that range, I want to say, and maybe it was last year, and my brain's just muddled with all kinds of things right now. He seems curmudgeon to this world of college hoops, right? He's he, bending the knees, he's fundamentals, I want to teach fundamentals. Like, if you gave him the option with the same amount, I, I almost wonder if he's in the back of his brain, like, hey, yeah, Creighton sounds great. I get four-year guys. I don't have – the one-and-done has been interesting. He gets these one-and-dones, and either they get injured early or they don't really play all that much. Like, you think of a couple names that have gone through there lately. I, maybe I'm misreading it, not paying enough attention. If I am, I'm, I'm sorry. But he, he feels a little curmudgeon about this world of college basketball. And I, I actually don't blame him for it, but he does seem a little uh, – little grumpy about the way this sport is evolving in a similar way to the football as well. Well, yeah, because I mean, like, that's kind of been the big story in in football right now is the kind of the old guard of football coaches are retiring because they just don't want to kind of deal with this this new era of football. And I I do think that there's probably, you know, Altman's in the old guard of basketball coaches, but he I also think that he's one of the more competitive guys that I've ever met. And I also think that he cares about his ultimate legacy. Like Mm -hmm. he's not going to, he's not going to talk about that, but you know, sniffing the final four back in 2017 and being, you know, on the same podiums consistently as Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and all those guys, like, you know, if, if he, if, if he were to have ever gotten back to that point or to, you know, sustain that success, you know, he's putting together a hall of fame career. And so I, I think that he's kind of caught in between these two things of like, he's not exactly enjoying the ride right now, but also I think he really doesn't want to be done. And the the one thing that's been interesting this year, and I will say talking to, uh, you know, people around the team and some players, like he has been noticeably um, more upbeat and positive to the players hmm. um, this year. Um, I was talking to Jason Kalist about that and he was like, well, that's just the player, you know, 10 years later from when I played, you know, you have to kind of be nicer and more upbeat and coddle them a little bit more. You know, that might've just been an old head kind of trying to sound like he was tough back in the day. But, um, you know, that was also earlier in the season before the Ducks lost, you know, a handful <laughs> of games. So, you know, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll see how it is, but yeah, I, I just think that this is a really important stretch coming up for them because, you know, if, if Altman can pull off another miracle and, and show that he's, he's game for this, I, I, think that he has a bunch of years left at Oregon but at the same time like they're kind of coming up at an injuncture here and they need to start putting putting proof down on the court 
Yeah, we'll have to get an update on that. Uh, you lose a couple games in the regular season, the conference season. Uh, I don't know if you're feeling as uh, supportive or happy as you once were when you were <laughs> thriving in the non-conference. We look forward to the reporting. Dude, great stuff. I've been a member for a long time. You're killing it. I5Corridor.com. I-5Corridor.com. Good article on the Hello to Michigan. I like how you end it there with the, uh, you remember this moment? Get ready for it because it's going to bring back some animosity Tyson Alger on Twitter, at Tyson Alger. Give him a follow. Sign up for the website. Thanks so much for joining us, Tyson. It's good to have you back on, and uh, we look forward to the great work. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.